I initially started talking about jam, as in strawberry jam, raspberry jam, the sort of jam you put on your toast, you might be a bit confused about what I'm on about. Why am I talking about jam? The reason I'm talking about it is because this is a mental health podcast and making jam was one of the things that actually got me through when I was ill. It was one of my coping mechanisms. Now, I'm not telling you all that making jam is going to help you, but if you do listen to the podcast, you may be able to hear different ways that young people from York manage their mental health, what they've been through and where they are now. These are real, real people's experiences and touch on some sensitive topics that you may actually find triggering. And although Chat Chit is run by York Mind, the views expressed are of the individuals that are being interviewed. The aim of the podcast is to try and break down some of the stigma around talking about mental health and accessing different services and you may be able to resonate with some of these experiences or you might just want to have a little listen. Either way, my name is Chris and welcome to Chat Chip. So this week, this week, I say this, but I'm recording it a day after the last podcast. But this week on the podcast, we have Harry. And I'm going to start with a check-in, like like I always do. Uh, check-in, check some of their anxieties and worries about the day. Or in general, just off your chest and free and open in a safe space. Uh, my check-in today would be, I have no idea where this week has gone. And it has gone ridiculously fast. And brain's a little bit all over the place if I'm honest um so I'm kind of looking forward to the end of the day and the weekend but yeah um this week like I said we have Harry on the podcast uh, and Harry do you have a check-in I do indeed I was um I was at the races with some some mates last yesterday and then I was DJing in the evening as well so I'm a little tired today to be honest a little a little bit tired yeah, yeah we'll go we'll go with that one <laughs> um why we're here uh, is to talk about a specific story uh, about a young person who's grown up in York. Um, and Harry, you actually went to the same school as me, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Uh, you were the year above me. Um, you first start to recognise that you weren't feeling quite right. For me, it was actually um, after school. So after sixth form, when I was 18, I set up my own business um, with my brother called Munchies Kirkway. And that was basically a dessert takeaway in York. Um, and at one point we had 15 people working for us. Hmm. And as as it went on, that just sort of became quite a big weight that I took on my shoulders. Um, like I say, I was only 18, so it, having that many people work for you and having to be, pay them and everything like that, it, that's what brought mental health to, to my mind, I suppose. Um, that's what was it like the pressure? Yeah, it was, it was the um, actually worrying about the money side of it, really. Because having your own business is great and you can work your own hours, although it turned out to be more of a 24-hour job than a nine-to-five. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it was, to be honest, it was it was worrying financially, um, which I know is obviously something that can start it for others as well. So it, the pressure financially, when did you, what was this kind of like, what did the signs or symptoms you started going, hang about, I'm not not quite in the room quite present in that moment I think for me it was it was burnout mm. um like I say I was working so much I was doing nearly 60 70 hour weeks and it's it was just the burnout of being able to actually <clears throat> process what's been going on in my day on top of worrying about being able to pay people and all the rest of that so yeah it, it just sort of all got on top of each other so where did you who did you reach out to? What did you think? When was the point where you went, do you know what, I need to go sort myself out or do something to help me? Or uh, I'm, I'm quite fortunate, I suppose, because um, me and my mum are quite close, so I was able to, to talk to my mum about it. 
Um, I still live at home at the moment. Mm. Um, I'm moving out shortly, but um, as we can all appreciate, the yacht house prices are absolutely mad, aren't they? <clears throat> Mate, I'm in exactly the same boat. Like, there's no reason if I if I'm working in York, there's no reason for me to yeah. to move out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't know if my parents enjoy that one or, or not. <laughs> but. <laughs> but yeah, like I say, I was I was quite lucky to have my mum quite close. Yeah, I was quite fortunate with my mum, to be honest. Um, she actually did some working. She worked for us. She did some driving, delivery driving, that mm. sort of thing. Um, so she used to help out quite a lot when it was when it was needed. And it was really appreciated. Um, and this was while you were still running Munchies Cake? Right? Yeah, exactly. Whilst we were still doing it. Um, so so how, was, how long did you do that for? So we started that in 2004. 14 right. we started the 15th of august 2014 and i i remember that date because it was me and my brother doing it and we actually set up from my mum's garden shed so <laughs> we turned that into a like a um, a commercial kitchen right. basically and we had we just ran it from there for a few months and then we bought we got a shop in in york on holgate road no i do i do remember where it was because i used to cycle past there and i was like oh yeah no i recognized it yeah i remember it was a distinct sort of like orange ready color um and i remember painting the front of the building one day when we before we opened and there was a couple of lads who drove by and, and basically um shouted out the window oh it's a fire station mate <laughs> <laughs> and I, I didn't realize at the time but thinking back they were definitely taking the mick out of <laughs> you didn't have a clue <laughs> that the you color. <laughs> fair enough um so you reached out to your mum uh like you you burnt out you reached out to your mum she obviously helped you was there anywhere else you got any help or was that enough at that point to try and like get you through or did you reach out anywhere else um I also had a chat with my mates as well to be honest Mm. I I was a bit worried about doing that just because I didn't want to necessarily burden them with anything Mm. um but once I did speak to them just said because I I felt like I was missing out on a lot I was working nights and, and loads of hours. I, I felt like I was missing out on a lot of sort of the fun that, that happened in our friendship group, mm. like nights out and days out, whatever, whatever it was. So I felt a bit a little bit left out. But when I actually reached out to them and said, oh, I tried to organise something or, or message them about how I was feeling, they were actually really receptive um, and understanding. Did you expect them to be? Not really, to be honest, no. I, yeah, I, I didn't expect it at all. I, I thought that they would not care, mm. to be honest. Are these the same people you went to the races with? Uh, yeah, it is, yeah, yeah. Fair play. Yeah. I, I, think it's really, I think it's really hard because when did you reach out to them? So you would have been, what, 18, 19? Yeah, right around then. Um, and I think at that age, like, I think when you are 18, 19, you think, oh, I'm an adult now, I'm, I'm really old. Like, but actually, it's really difficult to kind of vocalise it to your peers. I know you that maybe the top of the school, you may have just left school, but you're still quite young. You're still like trying to work out kind of who you are. And in some respects, when I, I don't think I kind of knew who I was or who I wanted to be until I like left university at 22. Mm. And so to tr- not only to like reach out to your friends, but also your friends to be able to react in such like a positive way. And that's really important. Yeah, definitely. And I think... I think you don't realize well like i've just said you, d- you don't really realize that people will be receptive and will be understanding because you feel because it's happening in your head you feel like it's just you mm. whereas when i spoke to my mates they also s- told me how they were feeling which mm. is a conversation we'd not had before it's you don't have you don't tend to have that conversation mm. at 15 well some people do if you're very mature but like it's very hard to do so mm. as we're talking in mental health awareness week it makes it so because that honest conversation between people allows both an understanding between people, but also kind of, 
I don't want to say the word camaraderie, but in some respects, it's that group mentality of actually, we may be going through different things. There's something together where we're like, right, this is where we almost bond over. Like, we can understand each, each other's situation a little bit better. Yeah, definitely. I think it, I think it is that um, sort of collaborative thing because... Like I say, it's going on in your mind, so you don't necessarily think other people will also feel a similar way, same way. Mm. So when you actually talk about how you feel and someone else listens and says, I'm really glad that you've told me that because I'm also feeling a bit like that and I I thought it was just me. In some respects, it might have helped that person even more. Mm. They may, you don't know and it's hard to compare yourself to another person in that same situation. Mm -hmm. But you reaching out might have gone, given them the realisation, actually, I need some help as well. Or it gave them the ability to speak to you back. Mm -hmm. And that, that was the reason that I set up the Men's Mental Health Instagram page, just purely because... I, Go on, I, tell me more about that. So I, I set it up in January 2020. It's basically just um, an Instagram page where I share sort of um, content um, and help signpost charities like Mind and other resources out there. Uh, and I set up a website. I put a bit of effort into it actually in the last few months and um, I've started putting all, all sorts of like mental health resources and numbers and stuff like that on the website. So pe- if people land on it, if they just Google mental health or whatever, then they'll find it. Um, so yeah, it's it's an Instagram page. Basically, I set it up to vent a little bit about mm. when I when I was feeling pretty low. Um, but then in the last sort of year and a half, sort it's it's grown um, to be like a, a safe place for people. Mm. So I get people people regularly commenting on the post, like oh thank you for sharing this and that sort of thing. Um, and at one point, I was getting lots of messages to the mm. page as well. So I actually um, set up like an automated response with your mind's number on it and mind charity and that sort of thing. Just so if people are reaching out for help with their mental health, they've got the resources straight away to go to go there. Um, just purely because it was becoming a bit too much for me to sort of take on. I guess it's a lot for one person if you've got what you said just shy of 8,000 followers mm-hmm. like to, if, if if everyone's trying to get help somewhere this that and the other they may think it's a bigger kind of op- operation than just one yeah. guy called Harry well exactly <laughs> that's it like at, at one point I did start to like put put my face on it because I, when I started it I basically just had it as like an anonymous thing because I felt that was probably a better way for people to reach out mm. speaking to someone anonymously because it sort of separates them from their feelings. So it, it almost makes it easier to talk about. And especially if it's a stranger that they're talking to, they might feel less pressured mm. and, and they might be more outgoing to talk about their feelings. So that's that was the thought behind it at first. Um, and then I started to actually, I thought, do you know what, I'm, I'm going to introduce myself and basically show that I am a real person. I'm a guy who's struggled with mental health at times and I'm just, I'm not a professional, I'm just someone who has experienced it basically. So I, I introduced myself and I started to do um, Instagram lives mm. as well, just with other people in that sort of arena who have had mental health before, who've experienced it. So I, I started to do that and then, to be honest, it was it was a shame because there was a couple of followers who just sort of ruined it for mm. me. They were giving me a bit of a hard time because I'd not gone through what they had. So I was obviously, like I stressed on the on the um, Instagram lives that I was basically not a professional. I was just someone who had experienced it in my mm. way. And I stopped actually doing the lives because it was a bit too much. I was going to say, because I would ask usually like, where you are now and what are you doing but I, I rec- like because I saw that you actually went off for a while and you had a bit of mm-hmm. time off mm-hmm. speak like on men- men's mental health on the Instagram page mm-hmm. is that because of like the feedback you were getting 
I, to be honest, I treat myself to social media detoxes quite often. Yeah. Because um, I work in marketing day to day anyway. So I, I'm on my laptop. I'm on social media most days mm. for my job. So I actually, so yeah, I take steps back quite regularly. Um, but I, I usually still go on my personal Instagram. It's not the men's mental health one. Yeah. Because the men's mental health one, I've obviously followed other pages like mine. So there's a lot of mental health content on there. And sometimes that can be a bit overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think I, I treat myself to social media detoxes regularly because it, it just helps. We didn't go into if you got any more professional help, whether it was after your mum or your friends and stuff. But ways in which you cope then? So you cope via getting off social media for a bit. What else do you do? Yeah, so I, I, I saw that. I identified that social media was a root cause of like my poor mental health at the time, as well as obviously um, the business I was running that, that triggered it for me. I, yeah, so I treat myself to social media de- detoxes. I also, to be honest, chat to my mates as much as I can. Mm. Um, now that after that time I reached out to them and they were receptive, I understood that I could reach out to them when I needed to. Mm. So now I, I just like drop them a message, albeit on social media. Obviously, that's the main way we can keep in contact with people, <laughs> isn't it? But... The, the irony. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to send a, a letter by pigeon. Or something, <laughs> something. So yeah, I, I reach out to them a lot, to be honest. And it's nice because they do the same with me as well. So if they're feeling pretty low, they they give me a message because they know that I understand it mm. because of the conversations we've had before. Obviously, I don't understand all mental health because it, it's such a big thing, isn't it? Like, And I guess this comes back to you You got a bit of a hard time from a couple of people on the Instagram page because you didn't go through what they did. But it goes back to what you were saying about the people on the Instagram page that gave you a bit of a hard time because you hadn't experienced what they had. But I think it's important to understand that although we can resonate with other people's experiences, it's important to understand that each experience is unique as well. And we're not all the same person. That's completely fine. But being open and able to have that honest conversation with your mates obviously really helps you. Mm-hmm. And the saying goes, a problem shared is a problem halved, isn't mm. it? So I'm not saying obviously mental health is a problem because it's not, it's individual. It's it's one of, It's just something that affects us. I think, I think, I think in some respects... Mental health is its entirety because you can have good mental health, you can have bad mental health. Mm-hmm. That's not the problem. Mm-hmm. It's le- the problem is when it becomes you use like poor coping mechanisms in order to deal with yeah, it, exactly. and that's when it that's when the mental ill health can potentially get worse and worse. Yeah, definitely. So, other than getting off social media, how else? Like, are there other ways you cope now? Um, to be honest, for me, I feel like I've got on top of it now. Mm. I feel like I've got on top of. Um, my mental health I feel like I understand it a lot more because I've reached out to people and talked to my mum and and expressed my feelings I actually again going back to social media I use Instagram to my advantage sometimes so on my personal page if I'm feeling pretty low Mm. I'll actually put it on my story Mm. um, and and basically just voice it so it's out of my mind because if I don't say anything it just festers in my mind whereas if I get it out either onto paper or onto social media where it's do you do it onto paper or to social media Mark? I, I usually do it onto my Instagram story yeah if I'm yeah. feeling low I mean now I do I, I talk to my partner as well about it because she's uh, quite understanding as mm-hmm. well so it's in some respects it's almost like interactive journaling if you put it exactly, out yeah. like onto social media then you can get kind of, not saying that everyone's going to respond to you and mm-hmm. because that may not be the case but putting it onto paper I know somebody who writes down absolutely everything, like 
everything, every thought in their mind, they put on a piece of paper. Mm. And like quite unbelievable how much they do. But they say if it's if it's on the page, it's out of the mind, and it, it, it yeah, helps them. Yeah. Like, and I guess in some respect, that's a slightly more simplified it's just a, it's version. Just a digital version. <laughs> digital isn't it? version. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it, it's it's funny because when I when I did that the first time, I felt really sort of anxious about doing that, mm. about telling, actually voicing it to to where hundreds of people potentially could see it. Mm. Um, but in in the end, it was I'm actually glad I did it because I did have a few people reach out to me and just make sure check in and make sure that I was doing okay. And and I was to be honest, even even if I was feeling a bit sort of low and I, I felt um, like I wasn't good enough. It was nice that I put it out there because people reached out to me and basically told me I was mm. and reinforced that idea. Because you don't realise how powerful your mind is mm. until something like that happens and you're a bit taken back by it. I think you say that people reached out to you and but I think in some respects you did that reaching out by by posting on social media, by doing that. You're, yeah. you're taking that step. Like I, I essentially sent it to all of my friends and then yeah. some replied. Yeah. It's, that's essentially what that was, I suppose. And um, I th- and it was just, it, don't get me wrong, it wouldn't, not a lot of people would do that. And that is, I wouldn't do that. And I, yeah. I, I, I work for a mental health charity and I'm an advocate and a lot of people know I've suffered with mental health, but that's still a massive thing. And I thought that's honestly like, Pretty mad that you feel the ability to do that. That's really impressive. I remember um, one of the first times that I did it, it's actually almost, it's kind of how I met my partner. Mm. Um, she was following me on Instagram at the time um, and she noticed it and she liked, she appreciated that. Mm. And it was through that that we started talking. She checked in to make sure, just to double check I was okay and stuff. And then we just sort of kept talking mm. and that's that's how we, we met really. So it's actually quite a nice story, I suppose. No, that's lovely. I like to think I'm good at giving advice, but terrible at taking my own. Mm. And that's not the first time I've said this on the three episodes that have been released so far. But what would you say to... How old are you now, Harry? I'm 26 now. 26. What would you say to, like, 18-year-old Harry at the time? What would be the piece of advice you'd give, or what would you want them to know? I'd probably say something like, you don't know it now, but it will be okay. And if I said that to my 18-year-old self, I wouldn't know what that meant. Because I'd not experienced any of it yet. Mm. So, but I would now, as a 26-year-old man, I would know what that meant because I've been through it and come through the other side. And it is okay. You do find ways and you do get through it. Yeah, exactly. Like, you learn to manage it. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's something, mental health, like, like we've said already, it's, it's, posit- it's good and bad. Like we, have, um, we, we can be mentally healthy and mentally unwell. Mm. Um, but it's, it's, it's just like your physical health. You have to sort of maintain it. You have to look after yourself. Otherwise, you become ill, don't you? So mm. physically or mentally. So it, it's something that you have to look after constantly for the vast majority of people it is really difficult but it won't always be that intense it you will be able to get through it there is just the ways you find in which to manage and to Mm -hmm. cope Mm -hmm. and like like you've touched on as well before it's it's how you look after that isn't it it's how Mm. it's the coping mechanisms that you use that help you get through Mm -hmm. um or avoiding the things that don't help whether that be social media or whatever Mm -hmm. but yeah and as we do we will just do a checkout. So, how did you find that? All right. Yeah, it was good. What are you doing for the rest of the day? Um, I'm actually going to the races again today. Lucky for some. Yeah. So <laughs> fingers crossed, I have a couple of winners, but we'll see. <laughs> but yeah, going to meet my mates again. Um, like I say, I'm a bit tired, so I might I might have a quick little nap when I get home. Oh. <laughs> Don't tell me that. I'm at work all day. <laughs> 
thank you very much Harry uh, for coming on the podcast uh, this has been Chat Shit and I would just direct towards the Your Mind website for people to have a look at services in York different places where you can potentially get some support uh, thank you very much and I'll catch you next time all the best